On today's episode, I got Lachey, the owner of the LC Collection. Today, she's going to talk about why she became an entrepreneur, how her brand stands out from the competition, how she deals with the stress, and much more. Stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode of the Matt Alexander Podcast. And on this episode, I got my homegirl on the line who goes by the name of Lachey. Lachey, what's going on? What's going on, Matt? I'm good. I'm here. I'm finally... Well, I'm happy I got you on the line, you know? I know, right? We've been trying to make it happen this whole time. <laughs> I know. It's a lot of phone tag and back and forth, but I'm finally yeah, happy I got you zone. on the line. Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> you're out in Vegas doing it big, you know? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to get like you when I grow up, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to be like you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I have a couple of questions I want to ask you. And, uh, yeah, we'll just go from there. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Ready to go. Okay, okay. So, why did you want to become an entrepreneur? So, with deciding to be an entrepreneur, that has that's always been something that I wanted since I was a kid. I've always, you know, had the dream of, you know, whether I was going to be, like, a fashion designer or a stylist or, you know, it would always evolve into, you know, you know, being, like, a, some type of business owner or freelance or entrepreneur in that aspect Mm -hmm. I've always kind of had it in my blood since an early age I've always known that you know working for myself is something that I've wanted to do and I never it's not that I didn't want to work for anyone else I'd rather work with somebody than you know for someone in that sense so I can you know set my own schedule you know work on something I'm passionate about you know there's a lot of you know, I've worked a lot of different, you know, jobs, especially in retail, and it has taught me everything I know. But one thing that it did always confirm every single time was, you know, that's all stuff I could be doing for myself. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, you know, that same, all, everything that I've learned, I, you know, I take that, you know, very serious, and then I do apply it all to my business. So every single, you know, customer service-based job I've ever had, as annoying as it was, it definitely has paid off now that I'm, you know, running my own business. So, you know, being an entrepreneur for me is, you know, really important. And that's, you know, the career path that I've always wanted to choose. I definitely have, like, have my hands on other things as well. But I think, like, that's my most important, my number one, you know, bread and butter. Back in the day, I remember you were always a stylish person. Where did you get that influence or why did you want to stand out? Well, that influence, I remember, oh, I'm definitely going to give that credit to my mom. She, she was a very stylish herself. And then, you know, with um, her, you know, constantly dressing me up as a baby, like even it's weird, even as she still tells me, her and my sister, they tell me stories to this day that people used to um, come over and ask her to see my outfits. So I was just like, as a baby, people were, you know, stopping my mom and my sister to come over and see what I was wearing next. And it's weird how what your parents do, you know, sometimes you end up like that translates into like your future or what you love. And Mm -hmm. my mom was always into art and like science and like she was she was very creative. She like was good with her hands and she used to make clothes. And I think I really I just got that from her. She just. She used to style me, and then, like, that's kind of where I, you know, picked that up from. My sister was also very stylish as well. You know, mm-hmm. she she was, you know, grew up in the 80s, as so did my brother. So my mom, she'd always just 
go to New York or go to different places. And, yeah. you know, she'd buy us clothes that you couldn't get where we live in Toronto. And, you know, it'd always be something different. So people would always kind of like look out for what I was wearing next or even like my siblings. So that kind of, that was where I got my info from for sure. And then, you know, it became my own realm. You know, that's something that as a kid that I really was passionate about as well. Okay, interesting. So big up Mama Lachey because, you know, <laughs> she put you on, on the new things early. Yes, definitely. Oh, my gosh. I have to give her full credit for that one. Facts, facts. What steps did you take in becoming an entrepreneur? I would say steps would be, you know, I've always had this, like like I said, I've always had this in the back of my head that this is what I always wanted. So, you know, I knew that I was going to go to post-secondary school and, you know, I kind of aligned what I wanted, you know, basically I aligned, you know, my jobs and my schooling and everything to kind of, and like anything else that I did extracurricularly, I would kind of just align it with, you know, my overall goals, you know, mm -hmm. I really, at one point I applied for fashion design school and fashion design programs. I didn't get into the initial program because I applied too late and, you know, it was, and I, I didn't think I was ready to, you know, move abroad at like 18 years old because I actually wanted to go to like either New York or, um, or in LA because they have FIT and FIDM, it's like two major fashion schools. But yeah. I always knew I wanted to do more than just fashion. So I was like, no, let me not limit myself. And not to say that's a limiting thing for anybody else that's listening and doing that. You know, if you really, if that's all you want to do, that's, you know, that's what you, that's the route you should take. But I kind of wanted to have my hands in other businesses and other things. So I was like, let me just, not set myself up to only stick with like one school that is only one program so i ended up going to uft i got into that i did english in media so i knew that i can eventually get branch off into um like you know even my mba i took a few business courses and mm -hmm. stuff like that so i did that and then i also did like i also worked with like many designers i worked at entertainment tonight canada so i kind of like made sure that from the from the jump that I always just made I had kind of like a streamlined idea of what I wanted to do. Okay. Working for entertainment tonight and all your jobs that you had previously, those basically helped you, right? Mm hmm Definitely. How long did it take to plan and organize your idea? And mm, what sorry, in what aspect? From you wanting to say, okay, I'm gonna finally move to the States and actually build the lc collection so i so it kind of all happened in like different timing so i plan to you know i went to um so what i ended up doing sorry i ended up um going to this um business program that kind of forced me to write my um my business plan so at the end of like the course it was a very short course like, i think it was like two three months mm -hmm. the end of the course i like our business plan had to be completed or we weren't going to get the certificate for the program. So that kind of pushed me into, you know, going from talking about it to being about it. Cause on paper I had my business plan done. So with that business plan, I presented it to the class. And then from then on, they gave us like a little, like a little startup change, just kind of like, you know, you know, it was $500, but that actually can go a long way with ordering inventory or, you know, getting, your business license and things paid for so mm -hmm. you know that's still a good that's still a good start to just you know get a few things done and then it can grow from there so 
you know, I was pushed in that realm. So I think I finished around like November, December. And then by February, a little like a little bit after that, I announced that I was going to do the LC collection because I was just thinking, what market can I tap into? Because everybody knows me for clothes. Like, you know, you've known me for years. So yes. everybody knows me for outfits and stuff like that and styling. But I was just like, you know, I want to put out something that I know will sell and is in demand because everybody kept asking me where I'd get certain jewelry from. And yeah. I, I just was just like, oh, there is a niche market for this. And then I started seeing a lot of different, um, like jewelry boutiques popping up that sell the same type of like icy looking, like, you know, stuff. So I was like, okay, well, this is really a thing. Like every, I'm seeing this pop up more and more every day. So I was just like, let me just focus on this right now. Later on, as my business plan even stated, I'm going to eventually add clothing. So I named it the LC collection because I wanted it to be all pieces that, you know, things that would build a collection and stuff that I personally love and would wear. So I know as a stylist, if I can't find it, I know you can't find it for sure, for sure. Because I'm very, I'm very, very, you, even you, like me and you would have all these conversations about sneakers, stuff like that, like. We always talk about where to get things. So it's just, I always tell people, like, if it's difficult for me to find, I know if there's a market for it for everybody else who it doesn't have, like, the patience or time to look for things. So Yeah, because if Lachey ain't got it, then ain't nobody getting <laughs> it. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I just kind of, you know, I got the idea in that, you know, in that aspect. And then, you know, setting myself up to come out here kind of, it kind of just happened. It wasn't, it was always planned. You know, I always, you know, figured I'd move to the States, but mm-hmm. you know, you can never plan anything. This year taught us very well. 2020 was, you know, just showed us that we just cannot have plans at all. Life will make plans for us. So, you know, it kind of happened in, in like in a positive way. So, you know, now that I'm out here, I'm trying to like grow it a little bit more and, just, you know, make it become like, you know, six seven eight figure business we're gonna claim it out there right now so i'm trying to grow it to that realm instead okay. of just being like you know it's, i've just hit my first year in business so so do you feel that going out to vegas there's way more opportunities than back here in toronto i think you know vegas you know it's very it's high consumer lifestyle it's high traffic there's a lot of people a lot of celebrities, a lot of different, you know, it, like certain types of individuals in media and film traveling back and forth. It does help that I'm an hour flight away from LA. And mm. that's primarily where, you know, my target demographic is, as well as, you know, people that will help me with marketing and growing and branding. So a lot of like the major fashion houses are like New York and LA. And I'm very close to LA. So, you know, I've always wanted to live there, but. I'm actually, you know, it worked out that I was so close enough to, you know, conduct business and and do everything and market and brand. So I think, you know, being out here definitely helps. The vibe is, you know, West Coast vibe is really beautiful. It kind of just, it, it, it makes me want to, you know, work harder and, you know, attain the lifestyle. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that it can't be done in Toronto. It's just Toronto is, Toronto is a huge city in Canada, but compared to the U.S. where there's, you know, a lot more population. And probably you know, more opportunities too, right? Exactly. There's, you know, it's the land of opportunities. And I'll never knock my country. I love Toronto. I love Canada. But, you know, there's a lot more room to, like, you know, grow and, you know, start, like, start the wheel going. Like, in Toronto, there's only so far you can go. And I felt like I've exhausted every bit of, like, fashion or you know that type of that industry in toronto like i 
you know, I've done I've done every single fashion week that I could have done possible. Yeah. I've done basically you know, outgrown every it. every major exactly like I've got exactly perfect word. I've outgrown it. Like I've done a major TV show, and there's only so many out there. You know, I worked at certain magazines, so it's just like, and even retail too. Like I've exhausted like as many retail stores. Yeah. I, I work at all the like the top retail stores. So you know what I mean? Like just working in like customer service alone, that's another thing. So, you know, I feel like now I can, you know, I have a lot more opportunity to meet people here and network and people here are very friendly in the US. Everyone's always willing to help. I haven't come across anybody who was wasn't down to help me. And these are people who I like even hardly know as well. So a lot of major millionaires and entrepreneurs where I am and mm. you know, they're willing to I have a lot of mentors in my life as well. So that's one thing I can say is different from back home. I have one question to ask. So mm-hmm. since you're in Vegas and you're an hour away from L.A. and you previously stated that you wanted to live in L.A., what yeah. spot do you think is better, Vegas or L.A., for people that have never gone to either? It really depends. Like It depends on the person's situation. LA is very expensive. You have to have money to like live there and thrive. And yeah, there's going to be people who, and it also depends on what kind of scale you want to live on. Cause I'm, I'm a person like, I know I won't do well. Like it sounds really bad and I don't want to, I don't want to promote this, but <laughs> I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't like sleeping on people's couches. I know you got to do, you got to do it at the end of the day. You got to get shit done. I could do that temporarily, but long term, I know that's not something that makes me comfortable or makes me creative. Like mm-hmm. I can't, that's just like, it's just not something that I'm cool with. I would rather be on my own and have my own you know, home and be comfortable. I know you got to be uncomfortable to get shit rolling, but I just, I just, for me, that like, that's basically the life you're going to live on, unless you, you're rich or, and you have it like that, or yeah, you have a solid support you. system out there, or you have like a really good job that you're making like six, seven, six, and you have to have like a seven figure job to like really live comfortably out there. So it's, it's similar to, like, you know how expensive it is back home in Toronto. Like imagine that times like three. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Crazy. rent out there is like, you know what I mean? It's insane. So when I would say Vegas is better in an aspect where you can have a really nice apartment or even like you can even scale down. You can live in a nice house and rent it or a nice apartment. And then you are still an hour flight. Like you can pay less than a hundred dollars, less than $200 maximum to fly to LA from here. So you can just spend like, I've seen $60 flights, $80 flights. So you can still have a good life here. You got your West Coast wives, you got the palm trees, you have your heat. It's kind of cold right now, but you know what I mean? Yeah, the majority yeah. of the time it's on here. So I I would say, you know, I'm kind of happy the way it happened. So now I know better and I know I can still, I can still go to LA and be there and rent an Airbnb for a little while and, mm-hmm. you know, be out there if I really, really want to. And you know what I mean? I have, I have more room to do, to do that. Or I can even go to Atlanta for like a few weeks. Yeah. I can go to New York. I were in LA and I was like, really like, I'd have to save, save, save and like just be only out there. You know, it wouldn't allow me to like do, like give me room to do more things. Yeah, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It really depends. If you have a family, Vegas is great too. You have more space. You can, you know, get a whole, you know, situation. So yeah. it really depends on the person's predicament. True. Makes sense. Makes sense. But uh, yeah, running a successful business takes time and can be really stressful. How do you balance everything? 
I would say one thing that I was taught in that business course when we had like some mentors come in was, especially because they, they were talking a lot about like even people who are dealing with mental health issues and also, yeah. you know, being an entrepreneur. So what the one thing they did say was you kind of have to make sure you take time for yourself. And that's the same with any job. It's just, unfortunately, when you're working a nine to five or you're working just, you know, a regular job, you don't really, you're not afforded that opportunity always to, you know, kind of zen out and chill in the morning. So as an entrepreneur, one thing I would say would be to like take time for yourself. Like what I do is like, I try to like mellow out in the morning. I wake up super early. Mm-hmm. I would think I like six thirty, seven thirty in the morning. I kind of just give myself like an hour or two and then I, you know, get my day going. I do my morning routine and then it, it helps to really have a routine because you can even fall off as well. And that's another thing. Like you yeah. can usually get distracted by household situations and that has happened to me. So sometimes you're not in the mood and you're at home. <laughs> that's another one too. So give us a brief rundown on Lachey's morning routine as an entrepreneur. My morning routine. Okay. I'll wake up usually either six thirty or seven thirty, depending on how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I, it's usually very consistent. It's either one or the other. And then I'll I'll go and check on like, um, cause I do some other work as well. So I'll go and check on that work and just to see if any, if there are any new like students in that course that I'm working on right now. And then, so I'll, other than that, then I'll, you know, kind of, you know, let the dog out. I'll start, I'll, I'll make my coffee. You know, I'm living with someone at the moment. So I kind of, you know, tend to them at the, as well. That's like part of my morning routine. And then I'm just, you know, getting myself, situated and then maybe by like maybe an or i'll even start making breakfast if, or i'll make something small and then i'll come back and i'll get my work together okay, okay but i don't really have a set time where i clock out i gotta work on that and i gotta work on having like a better schedule if that makes sense yeah yeah are you working alone or do you have like partners so for the lc collection i'm working alone i do everything by myself i did my website myself like everything you name it, I've done it myself. And it's, it's, you know, I, one thing I will say that I've learned from doing everything by myself is please ask for help. And it's okay to ask for help. So I do promote asking for help or finding somebody who's more better qualified in a field that maybe you're not an expert in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can find different apps or different situations where, you can pay somebody not even that like even a low cost like you can find somebody to do a like i could if i had found someone to make my website for me instead of doing it myself it would have been done a lot sooner because i was procrastinating and it's not that i can't do it myself it's just if i had somebody who was paid to do that and that's their, their main focus and job yeah then you can focus on something else right exactly yeah. put, put your efforts where your talents are you know what i mean it's not yeah. that i like i'm I am a, like Jill of all trades. I do a lot of things, but it's just, you know, I, I have to learn to not over like, or spread myself thin, I would say. That's mm-hmm. probably the better term. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what makes the LC collection stand out from other people who may be doing the same thing as you? I would say, cause you know, there are a lot of brands that are doing this type of jewelry now, but I would say it would be my flair and my style and my knowledge of the business. Like mm-hmm. I've been, working in the industry for like you know maybe i can't even i was as long as i remember over definitely over 10 years there's maybe about 13 years or so and 
I've have had my hand in every aspect of the fashion industry, whether it's, you know, being a stylist or doing bookkeeping for the stylist or doing, you know, different runs and working with models, working with designers, you know, working with influencers. I am an influencer myself. So, you know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. there's even, even in customer service, working retail has taught me so much and, and every single retail job has offered me something different. So I would say what sets me apart is like I've had my hand in every single thing and I have like, you know, big visions to transform it into different things. I don't want, it's not only going to be jewelry. Eventually I'm going to, you know, implement clothing and I'm going to do different clothing lines as well. So yeah, I can, I can know, totally see you doing a clothing line. I can see that. Yeah. I can't wait. So right now, who is the LC collections ideal consumer? Ideal consumer. I, I'm really trying my best. To, you know, as, as you you know me as a person, I'm a people pleaser, so I yeah. want to appeal to everyone. I I eventually like I'm trying to drop my men's. I should not say try. I'm going to drop my men's line very soon. Uh, I'm working on that for the new year, and then you know I definitely want to you know incorporate children as well, and um, and then eventually like that will translate into the clothing as well. I want to do women's wear, children's and men's wear, so. I want to, you know, appeal to everybody age group wise. I think anybody, everybody loves jewelry. You know what I mean? I don't think there's really a limit on age, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. with clothing as well. So I do want to, you know, have a, you know, a classic. That's how I dress. I dress very timeless and classic anyway. So yeah. majority of the time. So I would like to, you know, appeal to like a broad section of people. I know sometimes people say it's better to stick to a small niche, but. I, maybe right now, because of the type of jewelry I have, it's you know it's very statement right. more so than minimal. So, so certain people might not gravitate towards it right now, but as it builds, I do want to you know appeal to everyone. I want to have something for everyone. Have men come up to you or sent you messages on wanting to purchase stuff, thinking you may already have a men's line? So right now, I'm actually working on something with um someone. I'm doing like a custom for um, one of my um, guy friends and um, it's, it's going to be it's actually really really nice and I'm excited to see it so one thing that I do notice with men and like how society's standards are like obviously people put more pressure on you know men wear you know real jewelry versus fake jewelry like there's watch busters there's all that stuff and people walk up to you in the mall even my boyfriend somebody walks up to him in the mall to test his chain his $50,000 chain <laughs> Oh wow! So you know, it's really yeah, it's really crazy that people do this stuff. But like yeah, those videos, like he he wasn't even prepared, and it, like it happened. And oh, ironically, I, th- I think I know what you're doing. talking about. Is it is it like those YouTubers yeah, that like, come up and test your things? Is it like one yeah? Of those? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Exactly. <laughs> so a lot of guys are afraid because of you know the, you know they do that in the clubs over here too. So that's a lot of men are afraid to like wear costume jewelry but i want to show them like look you could still look fly and still look good and still get girls or get whoever Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's not it's not about being superficial and caring about what the next person's doing so that's one thing with a lot of i've even had a lot of guys that that actually buy you know genuine like diamonds and stuff stop me and ask me are those vvs ones or vvs and I'm like, no, they're not at all. Like they're cubic zirconia and they're, they're, they're still hitting, hitting the same way that your 50 K diamonds probably, okay, maybe not the same way, but you know what I mean? They still look good. Like you're from afar or even close up, it still looks good. So, you know, as my, my thing with my brand is quality. 
So I want it to look just as good as, you know, you spending that money on something that expensive. So what does the LC Collection brand solve, even though you may have just answered that? But yeah. <laughs> Say that again, sorry? I said, what problem does the LC Collection brand solve? I would say the problem it solves is kind of going back to, I'll tell you the what made me start the LC Collection in particular, like with starting with jewelry was, I had these eternity rings and I bought them from like a random store in the mall. Like it's a popular store. And if one thing is with that, with their jewelry, their stuff tarnishes like within a week of wearing it. I swear, I kid you not within a week, like it will be a different color. So I was, and everybody kept asking me where I got those rings from. And like, they look fly because I would have my nails done and it mm-hmm. looks cute. So one thing I would, I was just like, you know, why don't I just sell these since nobody can find them anywhere? Why don't I just, you know, solve that problem? Like, you know, instead of pointing them to somebody else who may not even have it anymore and then the quality's not good. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was thinking, how can I do a, a, a better version of this? So I would say that's one of the problems it solved. And while I was in Toronto, or I should say in Canada in general, that, I was, it was much harder to find that there than it is maybe in the U.S. because there were so many other small brands selling it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in Toronto, there's, there, there's a few brands that you know are similar, but not many, maybe two to three at most that I've ever come across. So imagine that in comparison to like maybe 50 to 100 brands out here in the U.S. Yeah. that have the same product. So I was trying to, you know, bridge that gap between the two now that I, you know, crossed over to the U.S. and... I still want to be that person that, you know, my Canadian following and friends and family can go to. I want to be that, you know, go-to place for them. Yes. So this leads into my next question. Are your prices affordable Mm -hmm. for everybody? Because, you know, during the pandemic, people may not have money to afford what you may be selling, right? So how do you Mm -hmm. make your prices affordable for everybody? I do my best to make sure I have something that everybody can afford. So I have different scales of things. So I make like my rings are 50 and under at the moment. I do have some other versions of like the same things. I have non-sterling silver versus sterling silver. So there's people who want like, you know, certain types of metals and some people just, you know, would rather be still budget friendly and still cute and have that same look as, you know, something a little bit more higher in pricing. And, you know, if they don't, if you don't really care for sterling silver, they can still achieve the same look and you know, that they were going for. So I try to have options for everybody. You know, I still want it to be high quality pieces and not something that's going to change color within like a few days. So yeah. I still get to my pieces that aren't sterling silver. I make sure that, you know, I test them first before I put them out there and of I make course. sure that, you're still getting, you know, your money's worth in that aspect. So I think I have something for everybody. Um, some of the piece, I think the highest piece right now is in like the maybe 200s range. At, I think it was about, I think 200 right now. But my custom pieces may vary and they might be higher pricing based on the quality of it and what materials I'm using. So let's just say if it's gold plated or silver plated, you know, it's still going to, it's going to be a little bit more expensive, but Everything so far is you could get everything under like 500 and under right now. So okay. it's just like, you know, there's for everybody. For those who don't know, how many pieces are on your website right now? Anywhere between like 10 to 15 pieces at most. Okay, that's good. That's good. Do you plan to have um, investors invest in your company 
like soon or in the near future? I have somebody at the moment that's helping me with like, you know, you know, with investing, whether it's covering like inventory or marketing, but that's still in the very early stages. I, I haven't had that prior. So this is like my first time, you know, getting like a full bulk of inventory with, you know, that investors help, but I've, you know, made that money back. So that's one thing I, I, I do want to do, like eventually, you know, make sure that it's sufficient where I won't have to rely on that. But it's kind of up in the air at the moment. It just, if I can get an investor to maybe help me with, you know, getting the clothing lines together. And I, I think that's kind of where I'm going to put, you know, that towards more than anything. Cause I'm trying to build that more than, mm-hmm. you know, only just stick to jewelry only. That's not what I want to do. In the near future, do you see yourself having like an LC collection storefront where you sell clothing and jewelry? I'm thinking, you know, cause you know, the pandemic really proved how, you know, fickle everything is with, you know, retail and like things being shut down and people losing their businesses sadly. So I would want to do a pop-up shop. That was always my dream. I mm. always wanted to like, you know, pop-up shop in LA on like Melrose or a pop-up shop in Toronto, like, you know, on Queen Street. I think that would be super dope. Yeah, like something, like- it doesn't have to be, right? It doesn't have to be like specific street, but like that would be nice because that's, you know, shopping district, but I would love to do that. Or even like, even in the mall, like I wouldn't mind doing a little, you know, maybe like during the holidays or, you know, Valentine's Day, you know, the month of February or like even January, it's something like that. And then I also want to get into, you know, other retailers, you know, carrying my product. So I want to be able to find vendors that will, you know, host my stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I do want to get, I want to get on Amazon because online is where it's at, to be honest. So I, I would love to do like, if I do storefront, you know, it would be a profit shop more than anything. And then if not, it would be like maybe another, you know, freestanding store carrying my line. Yeah, like another boutique. I would actually really love that. Unless like I make plans in the future to open like a full, full scale boutique. But, you know, it's just right now, I think online is the better route. But, you know, it's kind of, it would be either one of those two. Yeah, I hear that. During this pandemic, how do you ensure that your product gets to the customers? You like ship it out via like FedEx or Pure Later or are there other options? So I've been, you know, exhausting every single option possible because, you know, since I've gotten here, it's been a bit trickier shipping internationally to back home. So I've been, you know, even the people here, it's, you know, some things have been taking a little bit longer because of the postal you know usps and canada post so what i would do is i'd go to fedex or go to ups and i'll have it you know expedited and i even have paid out of my own pocket and refunded my customers for waiting so long i had a bit of an issue i would say end of like i was in august i had a lot of challenges but you know luckily for me everybody who has purchased for me has been completely understanding and amazing and you know times where I would cry and I'd be like oh my god I don't want them to hate me or I hate my brand and they've reassured me that they're just excited for the product so I just you know I do my best to go above and beyond to correct any issues that pop up so like I'll give a discount code I'll even refund shipping sometimes like it really depends on it's like it's case by case so it's not a guaranteed thing but it really depends but 
I would say COVID really hit me hard. Like for like the shipping stuff it would be like in August. So I kind of learned to like curve that. And I told everybody on my website, like there's a disclaimer that, you know, just to kind of order in advance, don't kind of leave it. And a lot of people do leave things for last minute. I've noticed they, or they'll ask me the week of, and I'm like, no, you should have ordered it. So, <laughs> Yeah, so that's what that's the best thing I could do right now. I'm just I I do my best. Like if you know me, I, I you know I go above and beyond for everyone. So yeah. I just try to make sure they get it no matter what. Has there been like one like crazy crazy story that you would like to let us know that like has happened if people are trying to order your products? I've had one really crazy story, and it's because um that's when the pandemic first started. Mm-hmm. It was right. It was even before the lockdowns. So this happened, I think, January, February ish. And I, what did the lockdown start in March? Yeah. So other countries started. They're like primarily where I order my inventory from is China, and you know they have been suffering through the pandemic from maybe about September, November last yeah, year, man. somewhere man. around that time. So this time last year they were going through it. We didn't even get it yet. So I I ordered my stuff from them and I didn't receive half the stuff to like maybe I want to say like February or so and like I felt so bad this girl ordered like she was she waited over a month. Was she like blowing you up? And you no, know, she wasn't. And I was the one blowing her up just to kind of keep her updated. And okay. I did everything I could. And you know, she was a she was a returning customer as well. So it wasn't like that was her first time. That was her second time purchasing. And I went above and beyond. I wrote like a really long thing to her. I gave her a discount. I refunded certain things. So for me, like I don't, you know, to this day because she I didn't get a response back because you know some people aren't really like you know tech savvy, but. I don't know if she ever, like, I felt any sort of way after that, but I've always just was, like, that mm-hmm. always stuck mm-hmm. out to me and that I tried to, to have, like, a learning curve after that, whereas I can just be like, okay, I need to find another vendor that's, you know, closer or local. And for me, I, you know, use other vendors that I could find that are, you know, closer to home. It does cost me a lot more, but I have to, like, you know, do what I have to do. Yes, and I think it'll all work out in the long run, especially if you're like interacting with the customers and they could always get a hold of you, they'll definitely want to return and make more purchases. Thanks. I hope so. Cause you know, that's always like your biggest fear as an entrepreneur. Like you're like, you don't ever want to like even just one sale, like one person losing one person, you know, to me is a big deal right now. Cause I'm still in the early stages. So, yeah, yeah. you know, like I, I don't want anybody to ever feel unhappy. No matter, even if they don't return, I just want them to, you know, have the ultimate experience at least the one time. Yes, that's true. I also feel the same way with starting this podcast. It's the same exact thing. Like I'm always in mm-hmm. my head thinking like, are people going to like it? Or are they going to like my voice? Or will they listen to just one episode and then just never again? Or will they write like hateful comments? Yeah. So I'm always in my head thinking too much, but you know, you just got to mm-hmm. do what you got to do and not really Worry, you gotta put, but yeah. yeah yeah you gotta put yourself out there and like you you're somebody who you're you know you're very intelligent and you speak really well so i think for you it's gonna work really well and you know as time goes like you see how like you've been like you know speaking to like different individuals and different walks of life i think that's gonna bring a different flavor for you know podcasts and there's not a lot like there's not a lot of podcasts that like i listen to at the moment so you know i'm excited to hear 
you know, everything else you have going on. Thank you. Thank you. So before we wrap up this great interview, can you let the listeners know how and where they can purchase items from the LC collection? You guys can purchase on com slash the LC collection. I'm still in the midst of setting up my Instagram and Facebook shop. So, you know, like I said earlier, find somebody that can do it for you. (laughs) But I'm still setting that up. But you can find the link on my bio on my Instagram, my Twitter. I have two Instagram pages. My main page is Lachey Shanice. And then my other page for the business is the LC collection underscore. So you guys can find me there. And then my link is always in my bio. You guys can DM me, whatever you need. I'm always here. Well, uh, yeah, that's all the questions I had for today. And I really appreciate you took the time to come on the podcast and uh, give me an interview. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. I'm honored. So I can't wait to hear more from you. Thank you. Thank you. And I do hope to get you on another episode. And yeah, Definitely. we'll go from there. Anytime. All right. Anytime, so, Matt. I got you. So yeah, we'll talk. Definitely. All Bye. Right. All right. Later. Thank you for taking the time to listen to that episode I just did with Lachey. Tune in next week for another episode of the Matt Alexander Podcast. Peace. Steady working, I never get no sleep. Don't hit my line if it's not about a fee. Go get his money, chase his round me. Keep up, bitch, you won't bust it down for me. She know what I like. I write, I write. She